Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Coops Gaming Podcast, Crispy Takes on Games and Culture. I'm your host, Justin, here with my friend, Dustin. How are you doing today, man? I am doing good. Uh, I'm at I'm at peak peak levels of uh, of like adrenal anticipation. Adrenal anticipation. I like, but yeah, heart, heart's going going faster. Um, my my pupils are dilated. I'm I'm ready. I have nice. six minutes what? left uh, in the install of Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, uh, sick! And I've, I've spent all week with uh, like the embargo ended Monday, so there's just been stuff like hitting uh, hitting everything about everything. All the reviews are fantastic. Everybody's nice. ready. Uh, all the people who who did digital versions uh, downloaded them at midnight and were playing at like one thirty. So there's already like crazy stuff all over feeds that I've been ignoring. So uh, yeah. yeah, avoiding spoilers. Yep, that's that that's where I'm that's where I'm living right now at at the like any moment now. That's uh, so I'm awesome. Hear, uh, hear the chime. I I was really hoping to get your first impressions of Forbidden West. So I guess maybe next week when we do our next podcast, I'll have to get your like, you know, one weekend kind of retrospective, like how's the game treating you kind of thing. That are that are uh, if you follow us on Patreon, uh, by the time uh, we get to that point in our recording today. Maybe this will be done. Oh, is that what we do for our Patreon? <laughs> is we like you play through the intro and get it, first impressions? We, we can certainly do a little a little first impression tidbit. Yeah, okay. So the only thing that I've seen because I, I I enjoyed the first game of, uh, quite a lot. It, it took a long time to come out on PC. Yep. Um, so I ended up uh, playing it pretty late. Um, but. Uh, the only thing that I've seen about about um, Forbidden West is like, you know, like apparently it's really kind of upping the graphical fidelity. Yeah. And the, the what I've seen is that apparently all these gamers were freaking out because in in these really high res pictures of Aloy, you can see like, you know, a really, you know, thin layer of of uh, facial hair on a Aloy, yeah. right? Like like if you look at her sideburns, like on the side of her face, you can see those little hairs that are present on all humans, right? <laughs> on all humans, yes. Um, and uh, and every all these gamers were freaking out because uh, they were like, "Why does Aloy have a beard now?" Uh-huh. <laughs> and. The best comment I saw was, uh, tell me you've never been up close to a woman without telling me you've never been up close to a woman. This guy will will go first. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Uh, Yeah, man. Oh, no, it looks so good. It looks so good. And everyone said it it just, all the, if you liked uh, Zero Dawn, it has all this. It has all the same kind of beats. It, it's just they they just added a little bit to everything that was good. Man, that's awesome. Which is perfect. That's like a. I, I don't. I don't want them to. I if if I heard they dramatically overhauled the whole combat system, I'd be like, Ugh. Uh, yeah, because like, the first one was great. Yeah, they they from what I've heard, they've cleaned up the spear fighting. So it's so the the melee combat's a little more uh, dynamic. Oh, good, nice. But it's still mostly a bow game because she's still mostly an archer. Yeah. Uh, which is great. I was like, it's fine. I don't care if she sort of sucks with a spear. It's not really her thing. 
I really loved that grappling hook weapon. Oh yeah. Where you can like hook where you could like tie down enemies or and yep. stuff. The I like that a lot. Rope yeah, launcher. Rope launcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Uh, she oh, has man. a straight up grappling hook in this one. Uh so she oh, can like sick. grapple to walls, grapple enemies, like environmental puzzles. Mm. Mm. This makes me want to play this game. <laughs> but, ah! I said it's been peak, man. I've I've been like yesterday. I, I woke up at 7 a.m. this morning. Uh like oh, wow. Just just be like, I can't sleep. It's like Christmas. It's, it's like Christmas for me. Uh yeah, that's so that's where I'm at. <laughs> Doing yeah, great. seriously. It's where can I, out, where, I don't care now. Where can I play this game? It's not uh, on Steam. You can play it on PlayStation. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it got a PC release, though. Uh, I don't know if Forbidden West has gotten a, a PC release yet. You can play uh, Zero Dawn. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. No, Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West is not launching on PC anytime soon. No! <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's the game they're playing. Okay, all right. Well, that actually just makes me feel a little bit better because now I don't have to feel torn up about playing it or not. I, I will I'll just say, I'll just play Elden Ring next week and be happy. I hate where the console wars are at right now. Oh my goodness, with all the acquisitions and stuff, like that's so crazy. It's it's all acquisitions and uh and exclusives. Like nobody wants to play with anyone else, nobody wants to share. We're gonna gobble up all the stuff we can get, they're gonna gobble up all the stuff they can get, and then we're not gonna we're just going to force gamers to have to pick between one or the other or buy both or, or be torn. That's, I hate that culture. Yeah. I like at this point, I think Sony should go look Xbox. You got some great stuff going on. We got some great stuff going on. Let's talk about like six month timed include exclusives. So, you know, we do our console for six months and then it hits yours. Uh, gives it gives your devs time to adapt the game, and uh, and, we, and we call it fair trade. I would be beside myself. That's yeah. It. Oh man. And then cross platform play. Let let PlayStation players play with Xboxers. Yeah, I definitely think cross platform. I like, and I think this is a like <laughs> this could probably transition into a whole another episode. I actually, should probably write this one down. But like the there there is a whole. I think a, a worthwhile discussion in terms of like, uh, I think there's probably a combined discussion of like digital scarcity and like the idea that and and like exclusivity, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, um, where, like, because like I mean, obviously, I don't know if you've been keeping up with all the stuff going on with NFTs, um, and cryptocurrency and and that being applied to video games and stuff like there's just a there's a fresh conversation out there about like what it means to own something digitally and how how silly it is these ideas of exclusives and um you know things like that like there's no reason right like there's there's literally like in terms of actual digital like capability like there's an own like there's no reason for a game to run on one system and not another no, especially not right. when when a when a developer could produce it for the system that they you know the studio they're part of or whatever, and then hand that code off to another group to do the adaptation. Yeah, uh, exactly, and not even do the game. work. Yeah, 
uh, yeah, or or carry on do the work for another six months. I mean, uh, again, I don't want to. Maybe that'll be our next episode. But there's like there is like something to be said for like uh, one of the reasons that consoles work at all is because they're highly optimized and like the games are. There's a lot of effort is spent optimizing games for the hardware. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that's totally legit. But there's also just like yeah, there's something more there of like. Okay, like, why are we embracing these ideas of digital scarcity when, like, the whole point of the digital revolution was to free us from the ideas of scarcity? And it seems like we're trying even, like, in more creative ways to impose scarcity on things, right? Like, um, you know, pre-order only content and stuff like that. Like, it's, it's silly. It's a bit silly. It is. I agree. I think that'll segue rest written neatly into I wanted to just talk a bit about what you've been playing recently. What is what is what's been keeping you busy uh, while you've been excited for uh, Forbidden West? Oh, it's it's been tough because because uh, I've just had this dig it in my mind. Uh, but I have been I've been going back to uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. OK, I, nice. I really love this game. I know it's it's gotten all kinds of grief uh, from various people and the style and format some love some don't i've i've put three or four hundred hours in now uh i'm i've I've been happy to pay for the dlc i think the devs did good work and deserve to get paid for for providing me with extra uh hours of good content they dump a bunch of free stuff out still frustrated with ubisoft as a as a company as a company (laughs) Uh, but i mean their their devs aren't them and the games they produce aren't them so uh So I've been I've been playing a ton of that, uh, that and uh, and they just Cyberpunk uh, twenty seventy seven just did their next gen release. Yeah, it, so they did the massive next gen patch. Uh, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I I think I'm probably going to go back and revisit it. I, th- I think um, you should. I have not beaten that game yet. So I I played it. Uh, I picked it up for like thirty bucks. Uh, uh, over Christmas, I think, uh, six months ago, I uh, played through the campaign, did a few of the extra stuff, uh, laughed at a bit of the bugs, but for the most part, it was reasonably stable. Like, uh, it it felt like a a double A game. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I know it certainly wasn't supposed to be a double A game. Yeah, that's yeah. It, it was like. definitely supposed to be a triple A game. <laughs> yeah, but that's what it felt it like. Some- uh, and I was like, okay, so this game was fine. Uh, it actually, the I thought a lot of the side stories and some of the relational stuff was really compelling and thought provoking. Yeah, yeah, some of it is. Uh, but it, I, so oh, I fired yeah. it back up with the uh, the PS5 um, patch, and it looks really good. The world is populated. There's sound everywhere. The movement makes more sense. They cleaned up a bunch of the the driving, so it doesn't feel like you're on a on a skateboard that's got a rocket <laughs> engine attached to it. Uh, yeah, it it actually feels like if that was launch, this game would have 
would have killed it. It still killed it. Yeah, it- I, I honestly, it was just so disappointing, man. It still is, to be totally honest. Like, uh, it, the game, the game just like really. I, I think if I hadn't been so a part of the hype, I might have liked it more. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. But they really put a lot of energy into like making the hype. Oh yeah. And it it just did not live up to it. And it still doesn't. Even with the patch and everything from what I've heard, it's like it's better for sure, but it's still you still are missing a lot of the kind of core gameplay that a lot of people were expecting. <laughs> like you can't even there's still no f- like legitimate like faction based gameplay. Yeah, that a lot of people were looking for, like being able to join the different factions, um, this like the the starting like a lot of us anticipated, especially with having these different starting locations. Like you know, you can start as a corpo or a street kid or whatever. Like those don't matter. Not enough. I, I I've been doing Nomad after going through the game as a corpo, and I can't say that I notice a difference. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that is that and that's sense. that's really unfortunate. I, I I think they could have sold it there. Uh, that said, if they hadn't talked about that and that wasn't on the table, I think people would be happy with this game. I I'm I don't know. I don't know if I would feel that way because the game, like one of the reasons that I at least that I got in into this game at all is because of it. Um, it taught it was like a a role play like it really is talking about being a role playing game right like that was something they really emphasized wasn't you know not being really not being primarily a shooter not being primarily uh you know like being primarily a role playing game so i was like okay sick like that's what i'm looking forward to is like more of that role playing focus um, and so when a lot of those elements that would make it feel more like a role-playing game were missing, that was like a huge disappointment for me. I think it still has a bunch of those, but I hear what you're saying. Um, yeah, it's more of the game. Like, and it has certainly it does have those things, but it's a uh, it's the like, yeah, like a lot of missing features that people expected, like being able to own uh, like being able to customize cars, being right. able to buy different apartments. So apartments um, are in now. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, apartments, and you can mess around with your their layouts. Uh, so there's some of that. Uh, yeah, the their their vehicle game's still not on point. <laughs> they, yeah, they had some work. It's way better. I could actually drive V's car now. Nice. Uh, where before it, I only used the motorbikes because at least they were narrower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hi everyone, we're doing a regular live stream over at twitch.tv slash thecoop. We're live streaming Monday through Thursday starting at 10pm CST. We'll be playing a big variety of games including League of Legends and talking with you in chat about the same kinds of things we do here. Consider heading over to twitch.tv slash thecoop and hitting the follow button. So you've been playing that and you've what What else have you been playing? Uh, those are the two big ones that have been... Uh, okay. Kind of taking up some time. I've I've gone through some some Game Pass, uh, some stuff just to see kind of what's what's floating around in there. But uh, nice, yeah. The Game Pass is about to become pretty <sighs> wild, man. It, with with uh, I think I that I think I probably will uh, be a Game Pass uh, a holder after after the acquisitions fully go through of uh, Activision Blizzard. 
Yeah. I I can see no reason not to at this point. I it's I think twenty bucks a month is kind of what it breaks uh, down to. I, it, give or take a yeah, bit. something like that. And honestly, I was even I had a cup. I got a three month free pass for it once, uh-huh. and it was a pretty good experience actually overall. Because I was like, oh, I don't need to buy Halo, and I can just like play all the old Halos. That seems fun. There's a horde of indie games that I've played. Uh, some of which I've purchased after because, uh, I mean, Game Pass, you only have them in that place, right? So there's a few that I've been like, oh, this game is good enough to to like drop 20 bucks on. Or 30 bucks, whatever the whatever the cost was. Uh, yeah, G- Game Pass is a, is a thing that keeps on giving. But I, I would say for what has surprised me is how, how often I've come back to Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, more than Odyssey or anything else, because I've got them all. Uh, that's that's one that I like when I'm when I'm bored and I just want to goof around a bit, see what's going on. I'll uh, I'll pop into that and and just do some stuff. There's just stuff to do in it. Uh, it doesn't have any building. It doesn't do anything else. Uh, it's it's just what it is. But it feels approachable to me. It feels the most approachable. Uh, I. That, that's probably just me. I accept that that might just be me, but I hope there are, there are, there are other uh, uh, Valhalla fans out there who feel that way too. Yeah. See, I, I, I find myself like torn when it comes to those things. Cause I like games with lots of content, but I also just want to be able to finish them. Like I, there are so mm-hmm. many games right now that are about creating kind of endless game loops. Yep. Um, and speaking of which, that's the kind of game that I've been playing recently, <laughs> yeah. which is, uh, yeah, I, I, so I started playing Lost Ark. Have you heard of this game? I have. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think you've mentioned it before. Uh, all oh, okay. I know is that it's like uh, it's uh, Diablo style MMO. Yeah, yeah. Diablo meets MMO is a great way of str- describing it in short. It's a Korean MMO that finally got its Western release. Um, and okay. it is, uh, it is really fun. I've been having, I got normally, I'm not really an MMO guy. Yeah. Um, and, but, uh, this one is very, very fun. I've been having a lot of fun with it. It helps that there's a whole bunch of people I know who are playing it. So like playing it together, leveling together, and then like looking forward to doing end game content together is pretty exciting. Yeah, that's fair. That, that definitely changes an MMO's value to me. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, like, I mean, so far the MMO value part of it has been pretty low. Like I've just been like running through the story and like, uh, fishing, (laughs) doing like, you know, the gathering skills and stuff like, yeah, man. Um, I love all that stuff. One thing I, I have really come to appreciate is that I think there's a lot of room for, um an x for this for the perspective that this game is is from if that makes sense i like more what do you mean by like so just like the 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 top down perspective that uh that this game comes with as a sort of diablo clone um is super great okay like um 
it, it's just like I, I don't know how to put it like there's just a lot of rpgs that are third person or are like you know really trying to do that kind of active engaged camera look yeah and i just like really appreciate the top down look it's very easy on your eyes it's less like chaotic you can see guys coming up from behind you um maybe it's because i've also been playing a lot of league of legends but um the i like it's it's just such it's a it's very easy on the eyes does that make sense yeah like it's very um like it's it's uh it's it's there's a lot they could there can be a lot going on on the screen but like you can just like kind of take it all in right um yeah, even maybe it's just the fact that I've been like getting away from more first person and getting more into like, yeah, I've been spending a lot of time in League. That's the other game I've been spending a lot of time with. I, I decided to, you know, get back into it. Um, I started learning to play jungle. That's my new role. Okay. How's that going? I That's um, the role. I, that's the only one I never played. Yeah, I, I decided I, I was like, I think I have the most to learn from trying this. So I'm going to try. I'm going to try it. Nice. Um, And so far, it's been a really good experience. I don't know if this is where I'm going to end up, but it's been a really, really, really good experience for me of like um, telling like as a jungler, being able to look and tell like by looking at people's play styles and being like, oh, I can tell who is going to be good and who's going to struggle this game very quickly. Uh huh. Um, and it's just, I think some of it is just the distance between myself and the players, but I think also it's like, um, there's just like there, you can tell when a player is playing around me as the jungler yeah, and when they're not, does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Like, I, I like I, I can, what you mean. like a certain player will like, they'll see that I'm on their side of the map and then they'll like, then they'll play more aggressive. Yeah. And they'll, you know, they'll get their opponent down to half HP and get themselves down to half HP, right? They trade evenly, but I but I'm on the side their side of the map. So now I'm like as the jungler, I'm like, "Ooh, now I'm tempted to go over there cuz I can make something happen." Yeah. Right? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. So they like know how to uh, or or if they push them into tower and then it's like it's uh, yeah, it's pretty easy for us to go for a dive right now. Um because that guy's at half HP and there's two of us and I can I can tank the, the turret for a little bit. Yep. Um, and so I just like, I, even if I end up going back to top lane, which I, I'm not sure about yet, but um, I think I'll definitely have a better under, fundamental understanding of like how to play off of my jungler and how to play like carefully around the enemy jungler, which I think is a really big skill. Yeah, that is a huge... That, that was a big thing that I I was okay at. Uh, I played mid though, so the ju- jungler support was always a weird thing, like figuring out where they are on the path. And um, yeah, I, I don't know that I miss playing it though. I, st- I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I respect that. There, there's something about uh, like coming to the realization when a game is 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 like making you happy and a game isn't uh and pulling the plug at the right time yeah fair if you're enjoying this podcast our live stream or our video essays please consider heading over to patreon.com slash the coop 
You can support our ongoing work and help us expand and grow what we're doing. At any tier, you get access to a second weekly podcast, which will be exclusively posted there. Please consider supporting us on Patreon today. I have like, yeah, so, so I, I have such a conflicted relationship with it. Like the way that I've been taking it recently is I literally just play games in three block chunks. Like I play three games in a row um, and then I generally stop after three games. That actually sounds like a good way to do it. Yeah. So I've been, I I think I recommended this before, but um, there's a podcast called Broken by Concept which is real. I really recommend to anyone who's listening. I feel like guys like League of Legends and it's, it's literally like it's two of these Australian coaches who are basically trying to take a more holistic uh, approach to League of Legends, like League of Legends as kind of a way of doing self-improvement overall in your life. So they talk a lot about things like, um, you know, like working out, um, eating well, sleeping well, like basically like becoming a good competitor, like how to have a good mental, how to be a good sportsman, like all of those things like combined together. Oh yeah. That's cool. And I, yeah, I just really appreciate the perspective. Um, and it's just like a big thing they emphasize, which is like always good. It's just like the idea of a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And I, I I'm familiar with that before, but for the listener who may or may not be familiar, it's like, the a growth mindset is coming into a situation and asking, what can I learn? How can I improve? How can I grow using? And it helps to use language like that. And then like a fixed mindset is in this example would be like, how do I win? How do I avoid losing? Um, how do I, you know, as opposed, so it's like looking for like a, a binary outcome. So like win, lose versus what can I learn? Which is like, yeah, what, there's all kinds of things that we could be learning. I, I definitely find that when it comes to gaming, I'm not the, – the drive to like what can I learn is very low for me. Mm, okay. If, if that's why I'm playing a game, uh, I use so much of that in, in my job and around me that by the time I get to gaming, I actually want something to unwind and and not – like I'm that part of my brain's exhausted and what it needs is something else. Yeah, that makes sense. I have like, yeah. And that's like, honestly, I I feel conflict about that. I really love playing League and a lot of the people who like watching my stream uh, know me because I play League. And League's also one of those games that's quite easy to grow like a viewership uh, around because there's a lot of people who just like watching the game. It's it's, League is kind of, uh, for a lot of people, it's kind of... um, a social game, if that right. makes sense. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it, for a lot of us, it's like the only, like, uh, if you want to like connect with friends, it's like a consistent game that you can like get friends to play. Um, and definitely like, there is a good amount for me of that kind of competitive urge of like, I need to, I want to improve. I want to learn. I want to get better. That is, that is some level of, of, uh, of that exists for me. Yep. That makes sense. But yeah, at the same time, it's like, sometimes I, I get like, you know, treated so poorly in a game and I'm just like, ah, is this what I really, really want to be doing right now? Uh, yeah. I ask myself that all the time. Is this really what I want to be doing right now? And the answer is like, 
resoundingly no. <laughs> and I think also if you're asking yourself that question, the answer is also no. I, I think there's there's probably a space for you to go like, yeah, no, I'm okay. I do feel like doing this. Uh, doing the check-in, I think, is really wise. Yeah. So it's been – and I think it's been pretty fun to like explore the space of like figuring out how to be – um, how to engage with League of Legends as a uh, as a way of learning, as opposed to trying to be good, because there's so much of the of the gaming space is taken up with caring about being good and making fun of others for not being good enough and things like that. Yep. Um, and yeah. yeah, so so it's just like for me, it's taken the form of like I I've like basically stopped watching all League of Legends content. Because almost all League of Legends content creators that I was uh, consuming uh, were, uh, what do you call it? Are are people who just like very much um, are are just kind of like complaining <laughs> and like griping about the game. Um, and I'm just like, ah, yeah, like I I think I need to engage with more positive things, and 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 I would also like to be part of creating that more positive uh experience yeah i think that's a better way to go about it uh otherwise yeah just miss you up so do you do you find like at least with your league because uh because it's so like group orientated is is there like a decent kind of culture around we're just working on improving ourselves we're just getting better Uh, is there or at least have you have you found people to foster that culture with so that you aren't coming in and like everybody's angry and stressed and um so i play by myself uh when i'm playing league and so i so i i definitely have found others with that mindset but i also find that i i definitely am leading that in games like i i've started like a bunch of different things of like uh, my whenever every time I start a game, I I say to my team like, "How's it going, team?" And I use the word "team" in whatever opening sentence I have, right? Because I like I want to r- remind the the people that we're on a team together, <laughs> right? We're not yeah. actually opposing each other; we're actually working together. Yeah. Um, and then I try. I usually say something positive, like "Welcome to Winner's Queue" or. Um, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting some, you know, to getting some W's here together or like something positive like that. Does, is it making a difference? I know they say it makes a difference, but I, I it- have noticed the difference. I have noticed the difference. Um, and I, I think that that difference like is something that I have created in a sense, like obviously the people, they need to be kind of on board with that positivity, but I think that people are so generally starved for it that uh, they'll they'll kind of take it from anybody. It's definitely it, it takes a lot of energy, though. That's true, because like the default of every single person is to bring quite a lot of neg- negativity. Like even when I say, how's everybody doing tonight, team? The answers are always like, well, I'm playing League of Legends, so it can't be that good <laughs> like that. Like that's right. like. Uh, that's like the common response, right? Yeah. So they're coming in uh, unhappy. Yeah. Um, and unhappy with, I've also just really noticed um, how much it's like a part of the gaming culture to just complain. Yeah. 
Um, and like, so, so I've been, I, I don't know if I'd mentioned this, but I, I'm, I'm getting coached by, by a grandmaster and a challenger player. Oh no! Like that's I've cool. just made, I've just made friends with pretty high ranked players. And so they've been coaching me. And like yeah. one of the things that one of them helped me understand is that like, um, you're like, you're not good enough to have good opinions. <laughs> and like, like, and that's like, like, um, I, yeah, I'm glad you're laughing. Uh, but like, I mean, that was a, that was a bit of an ego check for that, me. That, that is a slap in the face. Uh, but, but a right, like it's, it's an entirely earned and fair slap in the face uh, that is still just getting slapped right across the cheeks. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. My cheeks are sore. <laughs> Over at YouTube, we are producing video essays on video games. It's a longer form of engagement where we get to put our thoughts down and really dive deep into a single game. We've got some great videos planned, so please consider looking up The Coop on YouTube and subscribe to our channel so you can check them out. Our videos will also release early over at patreon.com slash The Coop. No, it's true. Like, it's like I, you know, like we all kind of have our pet peeves and it's okay for me to, you know, feel a certain way and like not not subjectively like not enjoy playing against master Yi or whatever right i hate playing against master Yi. Right. hate it yeah yeah totally. um, just just annoying champion um and uh but i need to like acknowledge that like some part of that is because i don't know master Yi well enough right that's absolutely yeah 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 <laughs> um and some part of it is uh, I'm not good enough. Like if I was, there's a reason that Master Yi doesn't get picked in high elo and it's because he gets destroyed yeah. right, by better players. Um, and also, I don't mean to call anybody out, but but um, I, I have become friends with a certain person who is un- unironically in, in like low iron uh-huh. rank. Like they play, they play rank consistently and they're, they're an iron player. Yep. And this person <laughs> has very uh, strong opinions about what is broken and what and like what is overpowered and what isn't. Yeah. And hearing that person complain in the way they do uh, just makes me understand how my challenger friend feels when I complain. Right. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I, and I was just like, like those two experiences, the, the, the total slap in the face, ego check. And also like hearing this person talk about the game. I'm like, yeah, I need to, I need to not focus on like what's overpowered, you know, in those kinds of senses and just like focus on like learning this as if it's like, you know, basketball or something. Like I need to learn how to shoot my free throws I need to learn like the technique and stuff. Like I need to not worry too much about, about what, you know, what the most broken strategies are right now. Yeah. That's uh, that. I think it was at the point of recognizing that. So that, uh, that in order to enjoy that game, I needed to like learn a lot and practice a lot Uh, that I went, I don't, like that's one of the reasons I don't play World of Warcraft is because I don't have the kind of time I need to do that kind of long form gaming uh, to like develop those skills to figure that out. So what all I'm doing is maintaining mediocre to bad skills. I play just <laughs> enough to maintain bad skills. Yeah, uh, which is killing me. Right. 
Which is yeah, just yeah, because you want to feel that sense of progression, right? Like, because where because league doesn't really give you a lot of sense of progression in terms of like numbers going up, like like uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla will, right? Like, I don't, I don't get cool new gear. I can't see that. Uh, I've I figured out how to fight this boss, and now I've got this this trinkety bit thing, armor thing, whatever. Uh, yeah, and uh, and a lot of the a lot of the friends I have do put in time like that. They like the game for that. Uh, so they're doing that, right? And I'm uh, and I'm finding myself falling farther and farther behind, uh, which frustrates them a little bit. Frustrates me a ton because uh, they're hoping for me to to be prepared to show up. And like I'm bringing everything I got, but what I got is diminishing compared to what they've been gaining. Uh, yeah, great, great time to step away from a game. <laughs> At that Absolutely. point, it's like you know what I think. I like it's making me more toxic, which in turn is going to make this like the culture that they're having more toxic. So I have to find different games to play with them, or uh, I I can tell you like I'm. I'm thrilled to pop into the discord and chat with them while they're playing and get that communal sense. So I can, I can play some Valhalla or whatever I'm doing to wind down. Uh, they're doing their thing. We can talk about like what, what's going great for them. What's going bad for them. Uh, and I don't like, I don't have to suffer to do that. Uh, that's that. I, I think if uh, my, my advice to people is if, if you want to get out of a game, but are worried that you'll lose the social aspect, just keep popping in like just go join in and talk hear hear what people are talking about like chat a bit yeah sorry uh, i was just say also league has arams and uh and so you don't need to necessarily get into the competitive side of it you can just like play it casually <laughs> and still true. use it as a way to connect um but also yeah i think also what you're saying is totally true of just like I think it like I think even gamers, even though I, I'm surprised sometimes, I think gamers um, forget how easy it is to like or, or how much we appreciate it when other people show interest in the games that we're playing. Yeah. And like that's like a way of loving a geek. Right. Like dropping in talk hanging out with them in a voice chat when you plan playing a different game is definitely a way of of connecting and showing love to to gamers of all kinds yep uh yeah it's uh that that's the that's the reason behind why i have a base working knowledge of warhammer 40k <laughs> yeah because i Just- couldn't care less to play it uh but uh, uh, my son really loves it, so I'll I figure out what I can like about it, what is interesting about it, get into some lore. At least I can dig that, uh, understand the general mechanics. So when he's talking about his four up saves, I know what's going on. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And and the different uh, the different builds and yeah, it, it, there's something real important that for for anyone who's who is a parent out there. Uh, or a spouse or has a spouse or a parent or you want to date a nerd yeah (laughs) or you just want to be friends with nerds (laughs) this is the cost that's it for all of us nerds out there uh dating somebody who's into sports uh learn a bit (laughs) yeah true (laughs) yeah figure out how football works 
go uh, go sit with your your significant other and say, "Tell me about this game. Why do you love it?" Uh, you won't regret it. You might not enjoy it at first, but you won't regret it. That's well. Uh, th- this is a good segue point into our like we, we're like forty minutes in and we haven't even talked about our topic yet. We're just like we're feeling it today. I, I think we, that, that was a perfectly fine conversation. It's, oh yeah, it was awesome. I just like are we should we is that it? Are we are we done? Do we move over to Patreon side right now? I I think that's a great way. What we talked about, we we got into games and culture, right? Yeah, we did. We got in there. Um, was it uh, was it specifically uh, something that never gets old? No. Uh, it was adjacent. <laughs> I'm good to just save the topic. I think that was a good. We had a good chat. I like yeah. it. I, I think that's that was all worth worth hearing about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks everybody for listening to us. Just go off for a bit. Uh, <laughs> if you guys want to support what we're doing here, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com/slash/thecoop. And uh, I guess uh, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk with Dustin and see if we can't get his first impressions of. Of Forbidden West, Forbidden West, right? Forbidden West, yeah. Kanye, Kanye West. Don't even, don't even, don't you dare sully this game with his name. The Forbidden West, Kanye. He can can stay there, as far as I'm concerned. Oh man. Okay. Well. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, everybody, and I hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, If you, oh yeah, if you do, if you've been liking the podcast, please uh, consider sharing it with a friend. Uh, and yeah, checking out all the other stuff that we are up to. Um, I didn't even get to talk the, the game I've been playing a bunch this week is Final Fantasy Tactics because I'm really I'm, I'm super close to finishing the video essay. I'm very excited about it. Oh, nice. Next week. Anyway, yeah, this is us signing off. Uh, we'll see you on the Patreon side. Hi, everyone. We're doing a regular live stream over at twitch.tv slash the coop, where we are live streaming Monday through Thursday, starting at 10 p.m. CST. We are writing video essays over at YouTube and doing this weekly podcast. If you're enjoying any of that content, you can support us over at patreon.com slash the coop. There you can get access to the second half of this podcast, early access to video essays, access to our Patreon-only Discord, and access to our regular Patreon-only video AMAs. All of these creative projects are not possible without you, so thank you so much for your ongoing support. Please consider supporting us on Patreon today at patreon.com slash thecoop. <laughs>